Welcome to beer in the movie. I know. The, no, do it the way you want it. All right. Welcome to penis pranks in a movie or penis beer pranks in, in a movie. The, yeah, penis pranks in a movie. The podcast where we discuss the two art forms, the two greatest art forms known to humanity: penis pranks <laughs> and, and movies. Movies. And Sometimes beer establishing isn't even in there. great pairings, but other times giving our tell, and we really don't want to watch the terrible taste of failure and that. Um, thing by our, you know, it's a different terrible taste we're watching. From yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. What right. could we possibly be talking about? My name is Joe Hilliard. I'm one of three. I'm joined, of course, with my two, you know, greatest beer bros, Carlos Cooper and Dave Gurney. And clearly, we're just kidding around. We're we're pranking you. We're going to be talking about a very around, specific folks. movie <laughs> here in just a little while. But first, as we always do, let's get a beer into our glass, and we'll talk about a movie. Then we'll talk about that beer. Then we'll repeat ourselves. Carlos, what do we have today? <clears throat> this is a beer that I did a lot of hard work to track down and bring to us with no help from anybody <laughs> whatsoever. We appreciate that. <laughs> Um, he deserves the glory. Yeah, I mean, come you on, folks. It all. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank all you praise so go to Carlos. Sure. Uh, if I can pay you back for that price tag, you see, let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna need six dollars from you, stat. Uh, vulgar display of flower from Equilibrium. We've had Equilibrium <laughs> once before, but only as a collaboration with Untitled Art. Uh, and you guessed it from the title. It's a double IPA, hoppy bitter. Uh, it doesn't say a whole lot else on the can other than that, except for hashtag Think Drinky. Thinky drinky. Thinky drinky. <laughs> that says on the can. Uh, it says, uh, refrigerate at 38 degrees Fahrenheit or drink fresh. And uh, Joe, you pointed this out to me because you were the one that brought this. I was just, uh, I was... I'm, I was full of bull. You were giving me a <laughs> vulgar reply. Uh, yeah, and uh, you pointed this out, and this is uh, this is something I think is so important. And I know a lot of our beer enthusiasts will feel the same way. They'll feel a flashback to some trauma from their past uh, where they see a great beer at room temp at their liquor store. Mm-hmm. And it says, help us ensure cold chain. Purchase cold and trade cold and keep cold if it's not cold ask why i love that and the amount of times that i will go to heb or i'll go to a liquor store and i'll see a i'll be on my way home from work and i'll be like i'll pick up some beer on the way home and i'll see a great beer that is not cold and i know that i'm gonna have to go home shove it in my fridge and wait 45 minutes before i can crack a can open and i'm always frustrated by that it's like why is Every variation of Budweiser in the cooler, all 17 of them, you've got Bud, you've got Bud Light, you've got Bud Select, you've got all this other bullshit in the fridge and not the good shit. Because that's what they're going to be able to sell volume with. Uh, it's it's only it's because we can't go buy the shit cold. Well, not only not only because I know so many people that would buy more hey, craft beer if it was cold. Imagine I don't disagree that you couldn't have a bigger craft beer audience if there were not if there were better uh, handling of of it by stores by by supermarket chains certainly. But that said, there is a ceiling there, and I think that um, they know there's a ceiling. So it's, I, I understand from a business standpoint why it can never be where it needs to be, but I'm just as frustrated as you. Yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. The flower they're referring to in the title, vulgar display of, of flower. flower, is the hop flower. Oh, I thought it was like baking flour. Oh, I, I thought, thought it was, was going to get a real chalky weed kind like of <laughs> flour, but no, it's not. It's uh, the hop flour. Hops and cannabis are not too far removed. Hoppy, but fruity. 
And uh, this is our first proper equilibrium without a collaboration. So uh, exciting. And, and we're drinking it pretty fresh. Well, less than a month from its canning date. That's true. Now, that's why true. would we say vulgar, vulgar, vulgar? What's the reason why that would, oh, like, might be a pairing with a film? Probably has nothing to do with your intro. <laughs> so, folks, uh, we are uh, doing what any respectable movie podcast should be doing in the month of February. <laughs> the week after our Bammies. Yeah, right. Yeah. The week after our Bammies. Lost daughter. Forget uh, about you know, where we're looking at the, you know, the heights that cinema can reach. We are looking at that next peak that cinema is going to be able to climb. And this Number time. One film of the week. Right, number one film, it's week of release. Uh, so far, the only film in 2022 I took notes on. Oh, wow, okay. Got you didn't notes. take notes on Scream? Nope. Okay, but th- that's next week anyway, so yeah. who knows? Uh, Spoiler but, <laughs> but But the reality is here, folks, we're talking about Jackass Forever, the fourth official film outing of the Jackass crew, which mm-hmm. of course started as a series on MTV many years ago, kind of birthed out of the underground skateboard uh, sort of tape community. Um, when skateboarders aren't skating, they're hitting each other in the nuts. Yeah, the, uh, many skateboarders sort of uh, you know moonlighted as stunt people, and and uh, and there's crossover between those uh, worlds. Tony Hawk ever certainly since. did a lot of stunt work yeah. in the '80s, right? Um, so there was always this kind of crossing of boundaries that went on there, but certainly kind of building out of that jackass with uh, Johnny Knoxville at its uh, forefront. But then many other collaborators there, folks will recognize names like Steve-O, Weeman, Chris Pontius, Dave England, as being these guys who were willing to subject themselves to some pretty uh, dangerous to... Also Ryan Dunn, R.I.P. Ryan, that's that's true. No one and, said and Bam, I should Margera. Say, Bam, Bam Margera. Bam Margera, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, we need to mention him and, I'm you sure know, D- Danger Aaron. I mean, th- there are others, too, who were, who were there from the beginning. Poor uh, Aaron. <laughs> What do you mean, poor Aaron? His poor testicles. Oh. <laughs> okay. See? Yeah, no, they're all poor in various ways. I, I mean, like, but he got it. Like, oh. I mean, like, he was getting pogoed on his nuts when you can oh, still no. see oh, my God. these yeah, massive yeah. welts on his. Like, oh, clearly, yeah, yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. space out that stuff. The, the cup oh, test. Oh, no, the cup test was all, like, being done, just I think, back within, to back like, to back I think to back. that was a day. I think they just, like tortured him for a day yeah that's which, what i took which is cr- no recovery time oh so what's well, the why plot would of the you film? want it if you're gonna keep nailing them just keep doing it irreparable then... damage david what's the <laughs> I mean, plot I don't know. Right. what's the so, plot okay listen a <laughs> monster a nuts. monster <laughs> is attacking tokyo right we open up with one of the greatest kaiju film sequences we'll ever see mm-hmm. and we've done the original godzilla here yeah 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 no uh, honestly, that was that was a stroke of genius. Um, but but this is a compilation film of sorts, right? I mean, like the, the Jackass series, as they brought it to the film, with the exception of Bad Grandpa, has not really deviated from the basic formula of we're just going to string together a series of stunts and or potential torture situations pranks on other pe- un- and unwitting people. They right, got and, Eric and, Andre good, yes, and pranks. You know what I mean? So it's like stunts, pranks, torture that you're seeing in rapid succession where you have this group of guys who are and one one gal coming along this who I time. loved she was great she yeah. was, she was so and she's cool. a DJ or I, no, I had never heard of her before. I, yeah, I didn't do either. much look into um, it but I thought that I thought her contributions to this were she, fantastic. She was pretty great. Um, so, but mostly guys. It's a Cause, very male centric franchise because she, she did the mime bit right. She yes. was the one that licked the yes. electric lollipop. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I. 
That's a lot of props. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. So so anyway, it's it's a series of stunts and pranks, and uh, you know, there you go, folks. But can I just say? Go ahead. I before we even decided to do this for the episode, you'd already seen it. Like I, opening weekend when this dropped. I hadn't been to the theater in weeks, in part because of Omicron, in part because, yeah. like, oh, should I be going anywhere right now? But we were, we were man, I'll tell you, films available on streaming at the time. That's true, mm-hmm. and I, I've got so many great N95s now. I mean, like, I have like a whole fucking closet. I, I, I hope I'm not going to be considered a hoarder at this point, but but I have a lot. Um, so I'm comfortable. I'll go into the theater. I'll sit. I'll sit there for two hours with my mask on. Um, and I decided opening weekend, I'm like, I need to see this. I asked Aaron, my lovely wife, I said, Aaron, would you like to go see Jackass forever with me? She said, is it going to be where they're like in putting their bodies in pain repeatedly? Uh-huh. Sure is. <laughs> and I said, honey, that, that's, that's exactly yeah. what Jackass that is. is. Literally I doubt whole- they're breaking formula. She said... No, thank you. (laughs) So I alone, myself, went to see Jackass Forever opening weekend. and So you went by yourself? Went by myself. I also went by myself, and I felt weird about it. I did not. I I sat in the front row, as I always do at the Alamo, and... But there were plenty of people there. There there was a good number of people. It was like an afternoon screening on a Saturday. Wait, what time did you go? It was like noon. Okay, I went at five. I was like, like, were we in the same theater? Um... And, I think you would have heard him. Uh, yes, Carlos. you would have heard me. True. I have not laughed that loudly yeah. and that uproariously and that joyously yeah. in a long time. The this very- was an absolute, yeah. like, it, it was, this is not great cinema. This is great cinema. This is <laughs> something that, goes beyond what cinema normally does for me. It, it's cathartic in a way that cinema rarely is. If it's for me. funny and it's a comedy, yeah. is it a good movie? You know? Sometimes, it, I mean, yeah, it, should, it certainly can if be. If you're at the movie theater watching a movie and there's it's not funny, a, there's not necessarily a, a story being told. Nope. But there is an ex- a little bit. Well, there yeah, are I mean, moments. Kind of, uh, there's something. There, a I mean, I do. I think to, you're right. There's I, some yeah. commentary on aging. There is absolutely certainly. commentary on aging that's going on here. Especially and there's with always the young been, crop they brought in. And there's always been commentary on masculinity mm-hmm. and the assumptions of it. And and I think critics on both sides of that question uh, on on that topic have said like it sort of reinforces certain kind of masculine stereotypes. It also kind of upends them and subverts them in various ways. And I've I think always, it, I think it does more reinforcing than upending. You think so? Uh, it, but I, but I, I wouldn't. But, it, but it's putting them in this vulnerable. It's like I wouldn't it's say putting it's masculinity though. in a vulnerable state that it rarely gets put in. Like I feel I, like I don't a film like Titan. This is where I'm gonna. So let, you know, next week when you listen, Carlos is gonna play this game where he tries to reference as many silly films as he can in in context with a very disturbing film. But this week, I'm going to say, like, bringing in a, you know, th- there's something, there's something beautiful that goes on in a jackass movie that you don't really see anywhere else. 
that happened. I so, will tell you that if I'm ever asked what's the most you've laughed in a movie theater, the answer is the original Jackass film. Was it? Me yeah. and my best friend. See, that's where I think that you might have laughed even a little, as much as you laughed, you might have laughed a little bit harder if one of your best friends, male, female, doesn't really matter, is sitting next to you and you communally are having the experience. I don't know, because then I feel like I have to hold oh, back. I have to hold almost back not so to I don't like, embarrass I'm gonna, myself. I had two <laughs> seats next to me. Nobody was there. I could like extend over them. Uh-huh. I was contorting my body the whole right. It was great. It was right. Great. So when you're when you're having to hold in the sides because right. they're splitting, exactly. you've got free arm movement. Yes. I was I was saying mm-hmm. things to the screen yeah. in a way that I am never comfortable doing. I would never speak in you have the to theater. Look at normally. your friend in the eyes when the movie's over and you don't want to have him. I would never say but I was saying things like, No, don't do this. <laughs> no, that is not a th- no, you were there that were, guy in the theater. Yes. There were there was someone in my theater doing that too. Yeah. Now here's the thing: I don't think I don't know if I laughed as hard as I did at that original Jackass with this one because what you're seeing there, and yes, of course, the television show existed, and yes, of course, I had access to it. But the the cinematic version of this and the R rating of it allowed them to go a step further, right? A, a few steps further back in the day. Here, yeah. what I was most interested in because the trailer is disarming they have the fake in the trailer. They have this fake build up into the most prestigious film of the year. And then you see Johnny Knoxville yeah. say, hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. It's a jackass. And he's got a shock of gray hair. Yeah. And wee man looks like a old wee man and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, holy shit. We've all aged. Not they've aged. We have all aged. And Johnny Knoxville, you, it's funny that you see him go from dying his hair to accepting the gray sure. in the film. And I imagine that some of these stuff made him prematurely gray because of the stress involved in, in when the bull is about to oh, you know, come at you in the other film, the previous film, and then in this film. That was that was clearly a later one, though, because he's gray by that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway I, my, my point, yeah. wrapping up real quick, I don't know if I laughed as much, but I laughed free and loud and yeah. hard. And what, and, and so, and, and, I, and, and I thought to myself on the way over here. And the rest of the audience was with me. We, sure. we were a vocal theater. I thought I to myself yeah. on the way over here, oh, is this review gonna be gonna like you know devolve into us saying remember the bit win remember the bit win remember the bit win or is there more meat here to you know sink our teeth into than something as simple as that remains to be seen yeah i mean i'll say that i think that while possibly not their intention i think it kind of fortifies the ideas of masculinity more than it upends them just because I know that a lot of the people that go see this movie walk out of it thinking like, oh man, I want to do that. Little guys, I've let's go punch that. each other. Oh dude, so many people have. Well, I mean, I mean that's why it got kicked off MTV. People were copycatting. Yeah. And they, and, hurting themselves. Yeah, and there's, and there's so many, I think more people than not either leave it wanting to go out and do that or leave it wishing that they and their friends had the balls to go out and do that rather than, you know, thinking about it in any critical way so i'll say that right off the bat because it was something that occurred to me during this i laughed a ton i had a really fun time there were moments in it like uh uh, steve-o's uh b dick uh yeah that where i was like okay this went a little too far for me oh the b dick i'd see that that didn't stand out to me i i don't i don't like bees i Uh, i felt like preston's sharding was was probably the most demoralizing of all of the but see it's not even about the demoralizing part of it it's about the idea that i'm going to intentionally subject myself 
to such extremes. Like the Preston sharding was accidental. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, but, that, but then I'm going to expose that on film. That kind yeah, of vulnerability, I guess. Sure. Is what, like it's moments like that. I feel like with there's Jackass, vulnerability up and down this film because yeah. every time you enter into a stunt, especially the ones where no one knows that it's coming, or if you walk onto the Jackass set and you've signed a release that oh, you can yeah. be in the film, you are vulnerable. Yeah. You know that you are vulnerable. Yeah, Eric Andre fucked. knows that it's coming. Yeah. And we as the audience know that it's coming to Eric Andre, who of course does his own brand of this kind of humor elsewhere. But when they deliver it to them, when they deliver it to him, it's fucking so explosive and so quick and so yeah. fast. And then... And the w- context of do, it is so funny. The yeah. one-two punch of it. It's not over. He gets knocked down, right? I'm talking about the balloon coming yeah, out yeah, of the, yeah. Of the food truck. truck. Yeah, It happens once. Mm-hmm. Let's hit him one more time when he thinks that now he can drop his guard and be less vulnerable. No, 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 no. Never drop your guard if you're on the set of Jack. And he even says, he was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I'm on this sh- I'm on this show that I used to watch. Like, yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck me. Because the girl's like, can I get a picture? Pow! It's yeah, in the yeah, face. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's such oh, a funny one. But, like, let, I mean, uh, let's go back to that opening scene because uh-huh. if you're... One of the things that I think the is... penis attacking the city. Yeah, Chris Pontius's dick. <laughs> kaiju. Dick Kaiju, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> uh, that was amazing. I'm funny. sorry. I was just... I mean, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. It's a great the dick. whole way... But, the dick is fine, but the the whole setup, the idea that they shot it as a kaiju yeah. film, it's funny. Was just beautiful. It, it's 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 hilarious. It's a great idea. But the thing that I w- want to talk it's the about highest the m- production value of you know they always Among, do that with yeah, the opening yeah. scene. Oh yeah, because I mean the brilliance of Jackass is uh-huh. for the most part pretty. Let's cheap set the to tone very yeah. quick and like profitable. Yeah. It's a profitable yeah. enterprise. Um, but the thing that I liked about it the most is. What Johnny Knoxville is like fifty now, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, I think so. And, but the the interesting thing about them, and about this movie in particular, is that they're still present. They're still of the time. They're still relevant. And it's because we're watching this opening sequence. And for those of us younger audience members, I was not old enough to watch Jackass when it first came out. Right. It was strongly prohibited in my house. Sure. And. Uh, but I'm watching this and as a younger person, I'm like, oh, there's Taco, there's Jasper, there's Tyler, the creator. Yeah. Like, you know, there's all these people in there that are current, relevant, yeah. young. Yeah, it is great. Pop culture it. Well, that, I think that's one that of the Tyler. best things about this film is you see this like new crew coming in. Like I'm handing off and, of the baton. And, and they honestly, even acknowledge there was, it directly. I had, I, I teared up. Because it is like this continuation of this franchise that's yeah. going to be happening. And I want this franchise to continue. I know and it's these problematic. young guys have the tattoos. I'm not saying that it's all good. Yeah. But it's so important that this kind of film get made. Did you say what you wanted to do about the opening sequence? Well, that, I mean, I mean, that's what I was saying is that their ability to stay relevant is impressive. Yeah. Uh, especially given that, you know, Johnny Knoxville went off and had like a film career that kind of crashed and burned eventually. Uh, what Dukes of Hazzard? What's the problem? Uh, the ringer. I, yeah. I mean, he was great in walking tall, but I mean, uh, but, but they were able to stay relevant. I l- absolutely, I l- absolutely love yeah, action part. <laughs> I love Jasper being in this movie. Jasper the Dolphin is hilarious uh-huh. in this film. Uh, I mean, I know him. Tyler's hilarious. Being part of they, the, they, but like Jasper is like 
Jasper's in Jackass now. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. Jasper is a member of the Jackass crew. Tyler's right. in one skit. I right. mean, he's yeah, in the but opening I feel like, and then he's yeah, in but, one thing. But he'll, he'll be back. I'm the sure, next Jackass I mean, movie, Tyler, the creator, will be back. Maybe, but I also feel like You he's, don't think so? I, well, I just feel like I feel like there's an odd future. Like the, There is an odd future connection, the, and that's where Jasper Loiter comes in. Squad was an attempt yeah. to kind of do... But I feel but like I, now... They do have an odd peripheral stable, but you know, and now and adding Tyler the Creator to it can Tyler the Creator to it can only help yeah, them sure. as far as the multi generational. But I but I think Tyler has evolved out of Loiter Squad. He's evolved out of Odd Future. He's evolved. Yeah, but he was out in ja- Jackass Forever for like a second, and they just like shocked his butt. And that, oh, it was I mean, fantastic. It was one no, of the it was best hilarious things. because they, he didn't know it was coming, and then he no, brought he it back on Jeff and Tremaine. he forced it on. Yes. Yeah, which was no, funny. Was, but he's like, coming but, back. Mark my words. I will put money on it right now. Put money but, on it. Let's but, go. Well, no, but I think he'll come back in the way that he was in Jackass Forever. I mean, Jasper was in it. Jasper's sure, riding that yeah. guy down the slide. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, Jasper's yeah. doing some shit in this movie. Yeah. You know? I, I, uh, I agree that Jasper is more the regular cast member, but I guarantee Tyler, the creator, you said problematic, will be part David. Of it. Well, well, hold on. Let's not. We'll get there towards the end. Let's <laughs> let's finish let's talking about Carlos's the things list. that. Well, no, let's finish talking about the things we like about it. Okay, first. okay. Silence of the Lambs, film film connection. That skit was funny, <laughs> and I like that they called it. This I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is Silence of the Lambs. That was hilarious <laughs> and fucking scary. I would have been freaked the fuck out mm-hmm. if I was one of those guys. Um, one thing that I like about this movie is. Um, and, the, you know, kind of it's developing. And I guess it kind of like we saw it in Bad Grandpa a little bit, but I like that it's still kind of included in this is one of the things that's interesting about Jackass is you're watching people who are doing kind of almost superhuman things. You're like, wow, you are voluntarily subjecting yourself to these things and like surviving them. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But I like the times where they kind of. Uh, take a more like sociological approach and bringing unsuspecting bystanders into it, specifically furniture shopping. That was probably the hardest I've laughed in a movie theater in a long time. <laughs> like I like you saw, you saw it coming, right? You knew it was yeah, going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And you know, one of the uh, one of the things we talk about in you know the this podcast is this thing that Alfred Hitchcock said where like suspense is the audience knowing something that the characters on screen don't. And that's like a perfect example of like, I don't know, strangely taking this Hitchcockian approach to horror and putting it into comedy where like we're watching all these people that work at this furniture store and we know seeing this big blob looking thing that's in a place where it should not be, that uh-huh. something fucked up's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And then to watch Johnny Knoxville go through the ceiling. Uh-huh. I, I just, that's the kind of stuff that I like the most is this kind of, is putting it into that kind of real perspective, life. real yeah. life thing where it's like, oh, it's not just the jackass crew that's watching each other. You know that they're going to overreaction, shit. laugh to things. That's yeah. their gig. But, but, uh, what, but what if will I, real people do? Well, yeah. And and uh, when Johnny Knoxville's up on that uh, crane uh-huh. and that woman uh-huh. is free, I mean, you can see her freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. That she has like, is fucking this guy up and doesn't know what to do about it. Um, where the fuck did Rob Deerdeck come from? <laughs> that was part that kind of, I was like, this guy's still around. I don't know. I thought it was funny. And, uh, the last three things I'll say, I love Wee man. Yeah. I've realized oh, this yeah. more than ever in this movie. I don't know what, I don't know why this movie more than others, but I just huh. think he's the best. I've always loved. Wee uh, man. I mean, I always, I've always liked him, but in this movie I was just like, Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. You're so funny. Um, 
on the other side of that, fuck MGK, uh, fuck Machine Gun oh. Kelly. He's yeah. the worst. Okay, um, but he, you know, but they. I liked watching him get hit. I was, was gonna say it. they uh, they mostly just surprise hit him just and that's him. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from the beginning of the film, we have a stiff little finger song, and uh-huh. then later in the film, we get "Keep on Knocking" from Death, my favorite yeah. Death song. The music in the movie is good. Uh, oh, it's great. And well, and, and come on, like Devo. Let's I mean, let's not forget the Minutemen are the the theme i mean yeah. like you know t- to me the, f- for putting d boone and and his music out to a bigger audience than it ever had before i'll always Isn't give jackass too as well Isn't yeah right but but d Bo- that i that's a d boone song that they're using yeah the, i mean to me and mike watt still is around to yeah. pr- to spread his uh, his good word, but like yeah. Anyway, the, all I'm saying is put putting Minutemen on yeah. an elevated pedestal anytime. Absolutely. So Jackass gets a lot of uh, see, love from me musically for yeah. bringing that comedy to f- comedy film. See, I think the answer is yes. It is a good movie if it's a comedy that makes you laugh. So when your highbrow comedy makes you laugh and makes you feel good about being highbrow, good for you. And I understand the criticism of Jackass in that that's locker room humor, and I, I I'm I'm above that. You're not invited into the locker room. This is go away. This you know, is this the is locker for you. This is the locker room talk. I'm okay with. Sure. This is the locker room talk that I have been aware of in my life that I felt comfortable sure. with. Sure. And I think that the the filmmakers and the participants here have made a very concerted effort to freshen up the material for a modern point of view, bringing in the female. Uh, because Scorpion why, Botox was brutal. why does it have to be a she's uh, badass a boy she party. is the, Rachel Wolfson is her name and th- to me dude, I, shocks her tongue with a fucking taser I mean who does dude. that and the funniest part Not about me. that was yeah. that was no. that her and uh, who was the other one in that skit uh, well um, uh, wait the mime the, skit oh the mime one was uh, yeah. was it poopies. I think it was poopies. I think it was poopies. Uh, her, he said poopies. Her, I mean, like, that's that guy gets bit today. in the face by a snake. And Steve-O. Yeah. It was Steve, Steve-O's the one well, who breaks. Steve-O's Steve-O the one that breaks. breaks. And look. It's either Dave England or poopies, I think. And yeah. look, I get, I've having been hit in the shin countless times by a skateboard, it doesn't hurt, feel good. It it is. It hurts so fucking. Oh yeah. Bad. And to have it guillotined onto you, I cannot imagine. But, I, but that's that's a perfect Stevo moment where like yeah. he he would have been able to not say anything. He just forgot that's what. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. It, I mean, I cannot, like, that is, I, I, I've i never been bit by a snake, I've never been tased, so those are things that are kind of out of yeah. my realm of understanding, but understanding how bad getting hit in the shin with a skateboard hurts. Yeah. The. So how do we, how do we amplify it? How do we. The amplification of that, I understand yeah. and don't want to think about. Yeah. Because how do we put fuck. it in a controlled setting to deliver that pain specifically oh, for man. the purposes of it, the audience yeah. enjoying it? But what I was going to say is on the me. way over here is I'm trying to like put together a highbrow, you know, approach to a lowbrow film, a vulgar film, tying us back to the beer. Mm-hmm. It is that they have a sociological understanding that there are commonalities that are, um, I, I, I could say phobias, I could say um, common places where pain is uncomfortable. So that's why I think that there's a little bit of genius here in like tarantulas Ugh. and bears. Dark shark. And, he was so funny. You know, 
Jasper's dad. Yeah, Jasper's dad. Oh man, he was great. He was, <laughs> he was so great. good because this guy's a badass, and he's not going to be. I mean, you know, and they, and they an ex, were you know, and they were nice to him. They were they super were nice, nice to him. But he was also really funny in the graveyard thing. Yeah, dude, that bird was terrifying. Yeah, I. Oh, well, the tarantula dude. thing is him with like a um, a clear <laughs> a helmet, a, a, hel- a clear helmet with a tube. Him and Aaron, and the, yeah. And, the, and there's two of them. There's like they're face to face, and there's a tarantula going to go one way or the other. <laughs> um, but the, the, it's, I think it's that sociological like understanding that spiders are one of the top five phobias in the world. So of course we're going to fuck with spiders, and of yeah. course we're going to fuck with people with spiders, and. They 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 do those kinds of things. I think that elevates the material from just the locker yeah. room to any human can understand the fear that's real here. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean. Now, yeah. It was. It was. It, I mean, it's such a fun movie. And, I mean, one of the things that I like about it is its acknowledgement of. We, I mean, I don't know. Uh, we man's in a lot of the stunts, but we man, Knoxville, Pontius, all those uh-huh. guys. Like at one point, Pontius looks at the camera and he is like, "Hey, we paid our dues. Like you yeah. guys got to do it now." And kind of, eh. part of me hopes this is the last Jackass movie, but it also does no, feel like no. they're passing it off to a new generation. Yeah, I, and, I, and with all of that being said, Pontius voluntarily drinks a lot of pig cum. He and sure did. Johnny Knoxville voluntarily gets hit by a fucking bull like and of all of the skits that happen he probably is the most i mean i think he was definitively based on what we saw the most injured out of anybody like he broke yes, a wrist think, he yes. broke a rib he was right, concussed right. i mean yeah in the in the marching band one steve-o got it pretty bad yeah uh, but i i mean i i would hope for their own well-being that that johnny and probably steve-o and chris uh, that, that, i feel like steve-o will keep doing it i feel like he's gotten right. crazier the more but, uh, but i do hope sobriety. those guys find a way to dial back a little bit because they're, they're, they're gonna end up him. getting hurt in a way that they can't bounce back from at some point but it's amazing the to fact see that them. they're bouncing back from any of this stuff is well that i mean that's very aware of it that's the reason to bring in the new troop the fact that they can still manage i mean y'all are y'all are either knoxville's age or younger Younger. Can you imagine younger. doing no. any? I, well, I know you're. I know he's you're. Younger. That's what I'm, I think. Yeah, he's over. No, 50. me and Knoxville are the same age. But like, I, I think y'all. Are oh, the same is Knoxville age. just turning? I think. I think so. Just he was over. I, okay. I can't. I mean, no. Can y'all imagine any of? No. I mean, me is under thirty. No. by a few months. But, but I'm not still, being paid millions of dollars to do it. Even getting, I, I'm. Well, I, I don't know never, if there's an I amount of money never, that could get me hit by. He is already fifty. Last year, seventy-one. So he's he's already a year apart. He's a little older, but the. You know, no, this is something that I was never this guy, Me but either, I've seen no. this and I understand it and I can even appreciate it. Listen, if 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 the if you're willing to put yourself on the line to test these things and to make this point and to, and to, and to do that, then I'll go there with you. That that's that's how yeah. I feel. Like and the fact that these guys have done it, and I've always found stunts fascinating. I, I, when I was growing up, I remember loving seeing like the behind the scenes stuff when you would see like an action movie and they were showing the people who were actually doing the stunts and, you know, the Hal Needham, Burt Reynolds, mm-hmm. you know, Hooper. I mean, there's, there's, a- there's a stunt, there is a an appreciation for stunt work that I have that I think a lot of guys my age and older probably share more so than women that because it is a gendered thing because it is like 
Because you're trying to prove how tough you are. Yeah, and, there is, you know, there is. There's that and, element. But what I love, and, and again, so there's that, which I'm not, and that's the problematic piece. I don't think that in isolation is necessarily something to be lauded. No. But they're kind of, they're doing the kind of, they're dissecting it. They're putting it on display. They're like cutting it open for us. And they're like, how far can we go with and, this? And a big and, part of it is how much can I humiliate myself? Yeah. It's not, it's not a matter of how like, comfortable I am. Well, it's like, I'm not know, showing off to show how tough I am. I am showing you how vulnerable I can be and how hurt I can be, how much yeah. pain I can be in. It would, it would, it would be different if, while well, you if, laugh in the theater and eat some popcorn. Sure. It would yeah. be different if, in, if with like the Aaron cup test bit, mm-hmm. when they kind of revisit that, mm-hmm. if, Rather than it being a cup test, they brought in a UFC fighter and were just like, here, punch me in the stomach. Let me show you how hard my abs are and yeah. how much I can take this brute force. Yeah, course. yeah. Like, that would be much more like machismo, sure. masculine, because, like whatever. Because there are people in the world that have good abs and there are people in the world that don't have good abs. But yeah, look, you can build up one. your testicular fortitude. Every no, single can't. dude's got nuts, man. Every single guy's and got getting nuts. And getting hit there hurts the same guys. for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, everyone's been racked. Everyone's been grazed in a weird way where it doubles you over in pain oh oh so the one can... where he puts his where preston puts his balls through that <laughs> and it's a really <laughs> that i mean oh. the second time they do it when they do yeah, it in slow-mo oh, god it's, I mean, we need look, to get look, it another look, time on, we on. need one more <laughs> hold on <laughs> because yes it's crazy they make him do it again but the craziest part about it is that once they show us the slow motion yeah, yeah. you can see his testicles, his testicles retract, retreat into his yeah, body. Yeah. They're not stupid, oh, the testicles. God. Um, I, I I mean, I, but that's a crazy thing to watch in slow motion. So here's another highbrow notion, right? The idea of how you have to... Another highbrow notion. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, to add to all the highbrow notions of this first half of the episode. Well, yeah. no, I would say this. If you're going to make a movie jackass, and all you've done is the TV show, and you want to get asses in the seats, okay? The name jackass is going to get some people there. But you have to promise that this new medium is going to deliver even more. And then Jackass 2 had better deliver even more in 3 and Mm 4. The penis on film has been a very problematic thing in the history of cinema. Mm-hmm. It'll get you an X rating a lot of it times. Will, isn't that, it has, isn't yeah. that fascinating? Yeah, it's dumb. Breasts, when it's being used sexually. Breasts like that, are... I think that's where they get around it, is that there's nothing sexual, or it doesn't feel sexual when they yeah. reveal the penis. It yeah. does it to you? Press, <laughs> pressing your penis in plexiglass and playing paddle, <laughs> playing paddle pong with it. But okay, give me your- so, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I'm going to talk more about Pam and Tommy in uh, After Hours. Oh, yeah. There's a dongs. scene in, uh, is it Pam and Tommy or Tommy? Yeah, it's Pam, Pam and Tommy. Pam and Tommy. Yeah. Pam should be first. Pam and Tommy, where um, Tommy's penis becomes a talking, puppeted yeah. uh, element. Which is of- part of his biography is where that yeah. okay. his okay. autobiography. Okay. Yeah. Of the dialogue. And that penis, uh, euphoria We've all to penis. Our penis before, right? <laughs> I'm just gonna say penis as many times as I can. Yeah. Uh, euphoria penis. But I remember uh, Harvey Keitel was in Bad Lieutenant and it got an NC-17 because you see a penis. Mm. And I think that that double standard. Uh, Antichrist, me. you see William Defoe's penis, or a uh, double for yeah, William Defoe's confusingly large penis. And but it's, again, it's, it's he calls it the Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, it's like the intention Strangely of its green. use, the context of its use, like in, the, in those words. But how stupid if you can yeah. see a woman's breast in the middle of oh yeah coitus, no, I, get, I get it I get it if yeah. you, you know no if it's you dumb it's and, and and 
not I mean, I don't think this is a good film, but Blue Valentine with Ryan Gosling oh, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Michelle Williams, right? That yeah. one got an MC17 rating because he goes down on her. Yeah, that's why it got it. That's the only NC seventeen goes, goes down where I'm confused. So the idea and that the, and, and 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 Gosling protested that rating heavily yeah. and, pu- and publicly, yeah. and still couldn't get it changed. See, see, so the idea that we've got a board of people that are designed to protect us from imagery that are idiots. For the most they're part. They're idiots. They're idiots, but I understand Proves. the function, especially if you're a parent and you want some parental notion of what is a thing. And Yeah, but come on, come on. It was R, right? Yeah, because they was. said F twice. Yeah, and that was, there was nothing. Yeah. So the idea that in 2021, I mean, remember in the original Jackass where they went underground to find some kind of, I'm getting some of this wrong, like a sea anemone or something, that when you uh, vibrate it, it will shoot out a thing and it looks like an ejaculation. So they're down there pretending to jack off with these species of sea urchins or something. Well, a kaiju does ejaculate all over everybody in this movie. (laughs) As as it should. I mean, wouldn't Godzilla from time to time need to have some kind of release as a human, as as a human, as an animal? As a living creature. Sure. Yeah, he shot fire, right? Yeah. He probably shot some other stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, my point being that it's it's been fascinating through the Jackass franchise to watch in parallel the idea of, because now penis is everywhere. Penis is the new vagina. Penis (laughs) is the new breasts on film, on on television, because it's becoming so, um, like, in vogue to show penis in television shows. But I don't think, but not yet, but not in a titillating way. That's the thing. That's the difference is is that breasts... Have long been sexualized and exposed to us to titillate us purposefully. Yeah, penises still aren't used that way. Penises are still reserved for shock value. Jokes, and it's not even jokes, but like you know, you you mentioned Euphoria. Yeah, like this kind of. I didn't see that. Strangely, the only scene from Euphoria that I have ever seen was that. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it is you know, it it's there to like poke and like. Look at this. Yeah. You're going to have to... Uh, How shocking. Is, yeah. You never it's, see this. It's, so look it's not about here, here like, oh, look at this. Yeah. With the exception yeah. of, ironically, the movie Shame, oh, where yeah. it is right. somewhat titillating. Somewhat, somewhat. No, I mean, again... I mean, Michael it's, Fassbender in general is titillating, so that's what <laughs> I mean. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so, it's... Yeah, I, I just yeah. think it's a fascinating exploration of how, and even in horror... Like, we need to see more because 20 years ago, if you're showing us what we saw 20 years ago, we're used to and that. It, and it was certainly part of the formula for horror is that there's like a, uh, almost like a breast quotient. Right. In a movie yes. that you have well, like a horrific imagery. I mean, like, in the old days, it would be a stabbing, but these oh, days okay. it needs to be a very, like, more vicious, in, more graphic In, in terms of the nudity content of horror movies, because that was a well, big it's, part it's, of... Well, it's, it's fair there, too. Yeah, like, uh, throw in a couple of pairs of boobs and we'll make ten, more, 10 million more dollars. Yeah. Uh, so penis sure. is here and it's here to stay. <laughs> well, and jackass, certainly. And certainly, jackass they're certainly. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I gotta say doesn't scare me either when i when i was writing down notes for this it was mostly because i knew there was going to be such an onslaught of bits that yeah. i would that they would start to meld together sure. and i would need to write down things to mm-hmm. remember the bits and what happened the particularities kind of small bits big bits transitory bits uh, yeah plexiglass bits, bits. Yeah. um and but I, I i gotta say i did not expect the conversation to be this analytical 
about Jackass. I didn't see it coming. Huh. I just think us like sitting in a room together going, remember the time when, remember the time when no, we old quick. Cer- certainly that would have been boring, but I, th- I, I think it would have been more of like, nothing like this has been in theaters for a while. What does it mean in terms of like coming out of such a traumatic point I think of history? I think it's a perfect thing to get people into well, the no, theater because... Certainly, yeah. which I guess that would have been more where I expected the conversation to go of like, oh yeah, don't we need this light, mindless kind Release. of... Yeah, well, there's, you there's know, certainly that, but it's which not... Which there is. Like but a it, pressure valve release. But you know, I didn't... But it's a different oh, kind... Yeah, it's a different kind of... Uh, it's It's a different it's a different kind of insight that it's giving us to the human condition than what it's not forcing us to deal with the issues that plague us politically. And, yeah. uh, and although sort of you see some masks in this movie, no. trigger warning, there's some masks. <laughs> People wear masks in this, all you anti-maskers that listen to beer in a movie. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Lance Bangs is, is wearing a mask in his vomiting. And then, it. Yes. And I was going to say that that becomes a problem for him, which I thought was great. It's funny that they were able to work uh, in some comedy around uh, that. Yeah, that's good. I, I, that was, um, oh. you, you know, I, I was skeptical of us doing this, but I'm glad that we did. I oh, mean, I'm. I was enthusiastic. The triple wedgie. I did not want to push it, but <laughs> but when it was floated and the idea, and I, as I said, I had already seen it. Yeah. To me, it was like, yeah, th- this is. I I have really always loved the Jackass uh, crew and 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 what they do, and so to me, I'm excited that we got to we got to touch them, and you know. It, Obviously, we can even, if we want to segue this into sort of more elevated territory, we could talk about Spike Jones showing up here. Yeah. And that there no, is, there, I mean, there are fucking people I mean, in this movie. This is, you know. There's people for everybody in this they movie. They are There's boundary lot- pushers. And they are boundary pushers in league with the other boundary pushers or some of the other boundary pushers who I love. Yeah. So, that, that some of what they do it, you know, this will come up next week, I think, because the episode we have planned, we're, we're looking back at Wes Craven and, and his early career. Um, and there's something to button pushing itself that can be unsettling in a way that I'm not comfortable with. But Jackass never got there for me because they always seem to have enough of a Are you social criti- consciousness that mm-hmm. I was always comfortable with where they were pushing me. Are you critical of folks that dismiss a Jackass out of turn i mean just just out. i get it i i do not know i don't begrudge people like listen this is uncomfortable stuff if, if you're not what i get but, 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 i get i get brownness. people i get upset about people trying to moralize against it for others like look if this doesn't work for you then don't if watch you it. don't want to be pushed into these places i get it i'm not saying you have to be but telling me that this is somehow in its just very existence something that's reprehensible and unworthy of us of paying release. attention to it, that I disagree mm-hmm. with wholeheartedly. Why are you so scared sure. of penises that ask that person? <laughs> <laughs> or penis torture. Mm-hmm. Or penis torture. There's plenty of that. Oh, the, I still, the bees. The bees! Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> <laughs> you think they could get Nick Cage into Jackass oh, uh, 5? Oh, God. What I would do. I know, right? But back to my he point. He would do it. Also, he would definitely also, do it. Also, just quick shouts out to... Uh, Jaws, a.k.a. Aaron Homoki, uh, who is in the room when they're doing the trivia uh, yeah, thing yeah, with yeah. the chanclas that hit yeah. you in the nose. But then, but then he's also the one in the hammock that gets thrown out of it. Oh, okay. He's a professional skateboarder. He's, oh, okay. He's, uh, he's rad. I also, yeah. I also, real quick, I like the idea that I can laugh, like gut laugh at an elaborate bit 
and I can gut laugh at something so silly as there are uh, some really quick bits shooting yeah. a, a volleyball through the pitching machine into <laughs> yeah. people perfectly aimed so that it hits Steve-O right in the yeah, head. Yeah, that was yeah. hilarious. You can laugh at all of it. And yeah. you know they're willing participants, and you know that they've signed consent forms, so you know no one's being hurt against their will. And that's, you know, saving grace here. But, God, they execute also, these things so well. Yeah. Also, I just, I, I have to give just all the props in the world to the extravagance of the closing bit. Yeah. The, oh, sure. And the, you know it's coming. Kind of, like, you the know wheel, oh, the movie's about to end, yeah. Sure. It puts and, some production value up. Well, yeah, yeah. Once it starts happening, but at first you're just like, oh, yeah, like spinning someone in a circle while, while drinking, drinking milk, milk is yeah. upsetting. Yeah. Like, yeah. It would, that would because suck. Because I went to little, I went to youth football practice after drinking a big glass of like carton of milk on the way. And then the calisthenics <laughs> portion meant that I threw up. And I told my dad, like, that happened. He goes, well, why were you drinking milk on the way there? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I, dumb. I, would, I would also ask that question. Learning well, experience. But once the explosions start going off yeah. and yeah. Wee Man's fucking tank, tank comes out, I mean, I was like, holy shit, this is... That that, that one and the Flight of Icarus were the ones where oh. I was like, man, there was some money put into this mm-hmm. right here. Yeah, 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 at least $100,000. Yeah, no, that, yeah. To no, be the able war, to launch the war someone in a cannon was probably more, but yeah. The, oh, yeah. The, yeah. Very highbrow podcast. Listen to our Bammies two weeks ago. You're going to see Titan no, and Lost ago. Daughter. One and, week ago, yeah. But yeah. this, yeah, well, week. a week ago. But this week, it's all about the pranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did it's anybody set up a flower? I wish that right at this yeah. moment I could push a button and David actually would right shoot behind out of the amp, chair. there's a the, the speaker yeah, of the right. amp is actually. Unfortunately, we're not a visual podcast, so those wouldn't. Think pay off the way we would want them to, but this vulgar display of flower from Equilibrium pay off in the way we would want it to. This is a this is a really interesting IPA. (laughs) Say it again. I'm just kidding. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I said it sucks, but it obviously does not. Uh, I liked this beer very very much. Sometimes you're going to get an IPA that's more hoppy. Sometimes you're going to get an IPA that's more malty. I think that they do what they set out to do, which is to show the versatility of the flower of the hop, where it can be both fruity and piney. I mean both. I could go on and on with the words, but uh, I enjoyed this beer very, very much. I'm glad that we could finally do an, equilibri- an equilibrium all on its own. Not yeah. available in our market. I I agree. Uh, I haven't had, I mean, I've had some stuff from Equilibrium off, like not in the podcast. Um, and I'm glad that we did get to kind of touch on them because they're one of those breweries that I feel like, what, like three or four years ago was like highly sought after mm-hmm. in the trade market. But I think they're still doing great stuff. This is a fantastic beer. Very hot forward. Uh, great hazy. Uh, enjoyed it a great deal. And uh, I think, you know, in in terms of the pairing that we did, I mean, Jackass hit the nail on the head as far as setting out to do something and accomplishing it and doing it with, you know, doing it perfectly. And that's exactly what they did with this beer was they set out to make a hazy double IPA that was hot forward. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think that this is a great double IPA. It's got, a you know, a, a wonderful, uh, flavor profile overall. I, I was very, I was very, <laughs> I was very able to put this back very quickly. I can which, sense uh, that. <laughs> maybe it was too quick. Uh, but but in any case, I think what we've established here in the first half of the episode is this reverence for all that is kind of vulgar 
and disgusting and reprehensible and subversive and that, you know, there is a place and time for that. I'm glad that in the second half of the episode, I'm glad in the second half of the episode that we are going to be able to talk about something much more subtle and sweet Mm -hmm. love. The, the 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 love that exists out there in the world yes. and how we have to pursue love and how by doing that that is the sort of you know highest uh, attainment for humanity so when we come back in the second half folks clear your palates because we are moving into very different territory with something that's just about the power of love Let's get all right. We're back we're into, to it. Yeah, that, no, are, it's good. And, and we're, we're. I'm glad that we're coasting into just calmer waters. Here. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And and also what we're doing, uh, which I think is very interesting that this is happening on the same episode, is we are venturing to another brewery. Obviously, we have to get another beer in our glass. That should have gone without saying. But we're venturing into another brewery that we have only had in collaborative form. Yeah. Uh, and now we are having a beer from them just on their own, doing their thing, a proper beer from American Solera. They are out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this Along is... With Prairie, really the only craft out of Oklahoma that I've had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Prairie's the big one. We've had it on here a bunch of times. Um, and you've probably heard of it if you're a craft beer drinker. Um, but American Solera, you'll remember we had in collaboration with Jester King. Uh, it was a barrel aged black metal, uh, stout that Jester King does. That was that we enjoyed. I think we all had just glowing Very things noteworthy. to say about it. Great beer. Uh, so this one is a double dry hopped pale ale. And, you know, like David said, we're kind of uh, slowing things down a little bit, just back to a modest 5.6%, just a hint above water. <laughs> that's right that's right this might be seltzer we're pouring right now <laughs> not a hard seltzer even <laughs> well so carlos is getting that beer into his glass um i've had this uh i picked it up at that too. premium draft in houston mm-hmm. that i talked about last week uh i've had it and i'm i was very excited to share it with you because pale ales i don't think we've done a ton of uh, especially you know not just straight pale ale. Straight pale ale. We've done several, but not you know in a, a big percentage of the whole thing. So I'm eager for you guys to enjoy. So I, and do. I love the label art. That the yeah, pink and good, green. There, there, there's something kind of so. Yeah, but, as soon as as soon as that. Joe showed us that he had yeah. this, you were like, "Ooh, I like that can." But I think that yeah. pals, like pals, we're pals. The three of us are pals. I mean, why what do you would, do with your pals? Why would pals be a good tie-in to maybe our second movie today? Well, I mean, what what we're looking at is a film about relationships. We're looking at a film about uh, longing sure. and need to satisfy that longing. It's a road trip film. A road trip film where you can really find yourself, and usually that discovery, self-discovery, is shared with the, the people that are on the journey with you. Right, right. Uh, what, what we're talking about, folks, is the 2021 film, which sadly we did not include in our leftovers or any of our 2021 episodes. Uh, we saved it for today. I guess we did. The uh, hidden camera comedy film, Bad Trip, 
from 2021, um, which which initially kind of was meant to be released in 2020. And that's one of the things that I feel like we're going to need to address at some point here. But the, the basic idea here being Eric Andre, who is our lead and one of the screenwriters, um, is a man who is pining after a woman who he knew when he was young, right? She was a high school crush of high his, school crush, right? Yeah. Maria. Um, he sees her. Uh, he 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 wants to get to know her, but she lives in New York. He's based in Florida. He may never see her again. But on their upon their chance meeting in Florida, she tells him that if he's ever in New York, that he should look her up. Come he to her t- gallery. He takes that as an invitation. Um, to to pursue this, mm-hmm. right? And it was so, a sign. So this becomes a road trip with him and his good buddy, a played by <laughs> Lil Rel, Lil Rel, Lil Howry, Rel, Lil Rel, uh, playing Bud Malone, who's going to accompany his friend Chris Carey, played by Eric Andre, as they go to New York City to be able to express to Maria sure. the love that he has for her. As they are pursued by Tiffany Haddish. That's right, who is the sister to Bud Malone. Of Bud Malone, Trina Malone. Trina. And they steal her car right. to make this trip. Bad bitch. Yes. Bad bitch. The car is bad The bitch. car is bad yes. bitch, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a cousin of Jackass, because from Jackass was born Bad Grandpa. Right. And Bad Grandpa is a prank taking film. Taking a character a, yeah. from Jackass. Taking one of the characters that we saw hilariously, you know, nuts being dropped out of uh, shorts. Uh, but taking that and then making a narrative around it. There is a narrative here that doesn't exist in the Jackass films, really. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, right. let's, let's, but then... Along the way, we're setting up ourselves to mine for comic gold if we can, you know, hidden camera uh, play pranks on an an unwitting audience. Yeah. Starting with the idea that uh, he's a car wash attendant and uh, while he's, you know, falling in love with a... (laughs) With the, with the girl, uh, he accidentally gets too close to the vacuum and all of his clothes disappear. All of his clothes come off, yeah. Uh, oh. I, I'll say just like straight from the top, my favorite part of this movie is the song and dance sequence. Oh, the man. The, the spontaneous outburst in the that, song. That, that part that is, is so good. And the fact that incredible. all of these... Ludwig like, Göransson as co-writer of that you're song. You're lying. I am not lying at all. It explains why I loved it so much. Okay, uh, I did go. not know that, but... Uh, I just met a girl. Yeah, but Wait, I, no, 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 no. And her I saw name a girl. is Marie. I saw a girl. <laughs> and yeah, I I knew that my instinctual love for that Cl- moment. Clearly a, a little reference to West Side Story as well. There. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen West Side Story. So. My favorite yeah. bit's the gorilla rape. Okay. So <laughs> oh, I'll just God. friggin' be honest with okay. you. I, it, That's fair. It's base. Um, it's uncultured. It's lowbrow. Yeah. And I couldn't stop laughing. And then they go in for seconds, you know, because sure. that's what you got to do in these situations. And I'm glad you brought that up because this movie is not good. Uh, <gasps> I agree. No. It's bad. No. I agree. It's bad. Are you kidding? The pranks are hilarious. The, the, see, I don't, is... I don't find the pranks that funny. Oh, and that's, boy. and that's my problem oh, with wow. it. So I, I don't find so, the narrative very... So, so, David, we talked about this already because I saw this movie the first time after getting my second COVID vaccine shot. Yeah. So I was pretty out of it. I had like a 100-degree fever. I was fatigued and tired, and I fell asleep during hmm. part of it. And the part well, that's that, just what you do at movies, Carlos, let's but, be honest at this point. Uh, sure, maybe, but not at noon, uh, which is when I watched this movie. <laughs> it was at noon uh, the first time. And I the part... When I decided it was okay for me to fall asleep was after the gorilla scene. I didn't find anything interesting about that. I didn't find anything funny about it, and I didn't and I didn't like it. Uh, 
And and after that, I fell asleep. And I and I I I rewatched it for this podcast. Uh, You know, no. And I was like, you know what? This movie's probably better than I gave it credit for. I probably, I probably, mm-hmm. uh, no, I probably was just it's been a long day. Just had a hard time going with it because I was in such a distressed state of fever and fatigue and whatnot. And so I watched it again, and Kylie and I both really kind of checked out about half, like really post gorilla scene, where we just kind of lost interest in the story, and the pranks weren't really that interesting, and. And I'll say this, and it's not, it's not because I don't find Eric Andre funny or Lil Rel funny. I, in general, don't love Tiffany Haddish, but I kind of liked her in this movie. I, I, I thought the part where she's escaping the convict bus was funny. Like I, I, I liked that scene and her playing off that guy who was just like, what do I do? (laughs) You know, like that was funny. But I I love you, man. Thank you for doing this for me. I'm gonna go, go, go. But that's but see, that's the issue for me is that the best parts of this movie are in the first fifteen or twenty minutes of it, and then it kind of fades after that. And look, David, I we talked about this when it first came out on Netflix, and I understand why you like it. But for me, what I love about Jackass is the willingness of the participants to put them in these very real harmful situations. What I like about Impractical Jokers is that they are bringing people in on their pranks and seeing how far they can get an unsuspecting member, like normal person to go with what they're doing. And that's like a more sociological perspective of like, if I say something with enough confidence, how far can I get you to go with me? How much will you buy into and believe until finally you crack and you're like, wait, this guy's full of shit. And what this movie has is neither of those things. The stunts aren't real. There's not a lot of real stunts. I mean, he's naked sometimes, but he doesn't actually get blackout and throw up everywhere. He doesn't actually get raped by a grill. No, but he falls off of, uh, you know, uh, whatever that awning is above the bar. That's an actual stunt. Sure. You know, I mean, that that one part. But like he is running through spaces and knocking into things and and doing pratfalls. I mean, but that's. I mean, that's the kitty version of Jackass for the most part. I mean, him falling off the well, thing was probably enough. the best. No, okay, okay. okay. This hold on, hold on. But this is a straight analog to Jackass. I, I, I know it's not. It's I know not it's supposed not. to be. No, and I, and I understand that. But what I'm saying is that the things that I like about Jackass and the things I like about a hidden camera show like Impractical Jokers, which are very different things. Or Candid Camera, folks. Let's give love to the uh, sure uh, Andre, or, or the Eric Andre show. Well, I don't, I don't even yeah. want to get into that, but, but I like that. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, but the reason I bring those two things up is because I feel like this falls disappointingly in the middle of them. And it's not. And again, like I've already talked about moments in this movie that I really liked because there are moments in it that I like a lot. Hmm. But I think that as an hour and a half of my time goes, it just unfortunately for me didn't add up to something that I found all that interesting. I mean, I think that 
like I said, in the first 15 or 20 minutes, there's some good stuff. I think the next hour is pretty boring. And then at the very end, it finally comes back around again where you get to watch Maria in front of all these people just absolutely <laughs> lose now her fucking shit. That is g- wonderful. And I love the kind of uh, skewering of the rom-com that this film does yeah. in in that turn there. I, th- yeah. I think that's brilliant. But, the, but, but to me, there was just so much meandering in the middle that it didn't work for oh. me and 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 again i've seen it i saw See, i saw now, it twice okay I, yeah i don't know joe and do, I, do, do you want to weigh no, in before i before i rescue this? On this okay okay uh then let me then let me ahead. let me give the i don't need to say much more than he we need it some so truly we, some truly intelligent we need the david gurney optimism this film grew well, in my his esteem. intelligence is what he's saying this probably. this grew in my esteem upon subsequent viewing that that okay. watching this film again I think it's a lot tighter than you're giving it credit for. I think it does a really good job of weaving those pranks into the narrative, um, which at its core is about friendship. It is about like, I mean, I was joking a little bit. Yeah, it's about pals. It it is about this kind of bond between these two characters played by Eric Andre and Lil Rel Howery, uh, you know, the uh, Chris Carey and Bud Malone characters. They they're there for each other. Through thick and thin, they they kind of overcome these obstacles, and the pranks I think are hilarious. I hear what you're saying, Carlos, that these are not to the same level as jackass stunts in terms of the peril that they're actually putting people into. Right. I get that, and that's, but that's part of why I think the narrative thing works so well is that like it's being done in service of this story that's going on with these characters taking this trip, trying to do this thing, which is a foolish thing that that he's trying to do thinking that like this girl who he pined after in high school will care anything about him who seems to have done nothing oh, yeah, with his life yeah it's you crazy know, it, no and, and so so i kind of love seeing a delusional character like that kind of get this funny comeuppance but in a way that doesn't actually destroy the character right i don't have to laugh at this character because the character still has his own like he has his good friend he he has this this family that he already has so i i, I kind of love all of that i mean to and me rel's a good straight man he's a know? great straight yeah. man yeah to yeah. me this is a beautiful mix of that kind of narrative and gag slash prank right. thing that jackass does um, that that really works well because of the reactions of those people. Like you, you said, who I think it was Carlos who said like the gorilla thing did nothing for you or whatever. Yeah, the gorilla to me, thing the gorilla thing me. itself does nothing for me. I don't care about a guy getting fake fucked by a gorilla. That's not what I'm like at the theater for. But seeing people react to it in the sure. moment, how would you where they think it? it's actually yeah. happening? Yeah. And then is, happening again is pretty impactful to me. Like I watch that and I'm like, oh my god, what I would I do in, in those there. situations? And the payoff, honestly, here is in the the post or during the credit sequence where you get to see the people because that that's was my favorite thing. part of that. when you get in Jackass when you have a prank, you see the people being let in on the prank kind of right after the prank has yeah. happened. Here they withhold that for the sake of the narrative. They right. don't reveal that, oh, by the way, we told everybody in that situation sure. that it was fake. You just move on to the next scene. But then in this credit sequence, you get to see the the uh, clapboard come out and, yeah. and, and people come out and, and say I, like, and ah, I think, you know, we were just filming folks. You understand that? And they're like, you guys are messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's what doesn't work for me. Oh, I really? Think, oh, you want to I think see that, I think that more immediate closure helps me 
to because go with it. What I think this film That's does in a way that Jackass rarely does and Borat never does. Borat does it with different intentions. That's what the, I was I was thinking a lot about Borat as I was watching this a second time. There is bad trip more often than not is showing us the genuine decency of humans for the most part the yeah. mainstream like that the reactions They're reacting with the horror. reactions that we see people having in this film are very relatable uh-huh. and understandable and honorable like the, there's the people are reacting the way they should. They're caring when somebody's life seems to be in peril. Yeah, they're worried about the person who's like the guy. I mean, that's a that is a dicier situation than you think about. It. You see this person who is a, a convict, mm-hmm. right, in in prison uniform, who seems prison to be boss. escaping, and yet after here, you just watched the guard walk off. After you yeah. just watch a guard, a white guard, yeah, and a black convict. And here's this guy. And you understand there's a complicated calculus that's going on. And you see this guy working through that. Like, in a split second. You got to go. You got to go. Like, if this is your opportunity, if you're going to go, you're going to go. And then the guard coming back and kind of covering, but letting up. Like, that guy, I feel like that that worker who's doing some graffiti removal, it Mm -hmm. seems like, when they park the bus there, they're like, he comes off as noble as any character I've seen in a film in a long time where he seems to understand, like, this person is probably unjustly prisoned in some sense or is getting a harsher sentence than she deserves based on who she is. And so I'm going to turn a blind eye to this. Okay. And yet understanding that, I mean... You're reading a lot into that scene because... But, it, but it's there. No, it is, it is, it is, sure. But at, but, but at this point, we've been presented with Tiffany Haddish's character as being out of her mind. But he doesn't know that. No, but I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, oh, for, sure. for you to go there with that scene but that's is what I, generous because as an audience, they have told us very matter-of-factly She's nuts. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I then appreciate again, like, the point of view of this graffiti. I get it. No, I, 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 then, I get it. I get and it. And then the moment that her and Lil Rel have on the rooftop there, yeah. where she yeah. like accepts, like th- that is more emotionally impactful than I felt like it was the first time when I was watching it again. I'm like, that's kind of a beautiful moment there. And then she punches him. Well, and I mean, like, yeah. it, it but, seems like our our opinions on the film are pretty obvious. But what is your problem? Carlos with Tiffany Haddish because I have one too. Uh, I just, I mean, it's the same problem that I have with, uh, or it's the same problem that I had when people were uh, campaigning for Leonardo DiCaprio to win an Oscar for Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, it's yelling does not equate good to me. Like with him, it's like, oh, what a transformative, dramatic performance. He was yelling the whole time. And with Tiffany Haddish, I feel like it's like, oh, isn't she so funny? She's yelling all the time. She's a one is, note. And, and I, it's just her particular brand of comedy uh, doesn't necessarily do. Have a you whole watched lot for the me. after party? Yeah, that we'll yes, talk and about we are that. going to talk about it in after hours because I have a great deal to say about that. But you and have to. I, I, at she's the very great least, in it. No, I she's was great. Say, you have she's to admit she's capable of I, a lot more. Just she based is. On no, that, she yeah. is. And I and and I was going to say. And it I think in, she does more than that in this film. I was. Even. I was going to say it in after hours. Patreon.com slash beer movie podcast. Five dollars a month gets you a bonus episode every single week. Is that I think that the after party has showed that. Uh, it's it's redeemed her for me in, in showing that like oh yeah she has so many other modes and but producers gears that keep she can hiring sift, her to that do she this can shift thing. into yeah but right. so far what we've seen out of her career wise is that this is the thing that I do and 
I, and I would love to see more after party stuff from her. I would mm-hmm. love to see her find these more nuanced kind of roles and deliver this other kind of uh, comedic sensibility that she clearly has and is very, she's a very capable comedian. I just, the, the same way that I don't find like at this day and age, somebody like, I, I don't, I don't like Melissa McCarthy either. Like her brand of like physical comedy does nothing for me and I don't think she's that funny. Hmm. I know a lot of people do. And I'm sure that she has another gear that she can shift into that isn't just physical, yeah, no. you know, whatever. That's another episode, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but but so they're the same for me in that regard and that like the thing that they are known for is not something that I like. Not to say that they can't do other things, mm-hmm. but just as insofar as what has been presented to me thus far, she has not done it for me. Uh, and, and I just felt like while, you know, I know that you mentioned very briefly a second ago that you would argue that in this movie, she does a little bit more than that. I didn't really feel that way. Um, there are some brief glimpses of it, but I think by and large, she's still doing the big over the top bombastic kind of thing that I could live without. Um, and I mean, even, even Lil Rel, this isn't my favorite from him. You know, I think he's a good straight man in this movie, but it certainly isn't my favorite performance from him. I, absolutely loved him in get out i thought he was pretty good uh i liked him a great deal in the briefly lived carmichael show uh that Gerard carmichael had for a while a kind of norman lear-esque multi-camera sitcom that he was in um but even i don't know I wish that I liked this movie more, but I don't think that the whole lives up to the sum of its parts for me. And I, and I, well said. David, I, 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 well know said. The, I know you I, disagree. And honestly, I was, uh, you know, my biggest point that I wanted to make was what an oversight this was that I didn't insist that this get included on the, the leftovers Bammies? episode. Oh, on the and, 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 or even get an honorable, honorable mention from me on the Bammies. Yeah. Because Hold on. Top I, 10 film of 2021. It's close. It's close. You this are is, an interesting I man, was, David Gurney. I was wrong to have not put it as high as I'm feeling. Like, if I'm doing my list now, it's oh, probably... Oh, you rewatched it for this episode? Yeah, I did. I did. Well, because it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I enjoyed it, but... I felt like it was a lark then. Watching it again, I was impressed with how much... Which do you prefer, Jackass or Bad Trip? Jackass forever. He likes Bad Trip more. You know, I think I do. Yeah. I think I like Bad Trip more. Yeah, and look, I'm here... I'm going to agree to disagree. Here's the thing. And I can't... I think it was on the Licorice Pizza episode that I brought this up. God, but, you can't stop bringing up Licorice well, Pizza. But, but... Well, no, but I, I... I think it was that episode where I talked about a professor I had in college that when discussing theology told a student like, yeah, I wish that I could believe in God the yeah. same way that you do. Uh, it seems like a much nicer life. You to wish believe you could believe in Eric Andre the I, way that I do. It's no, it's not that I do like Eric Andre. Yeah. I, 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 you know, uh, I, I don't think I liked his up special as much as you did, no, but I, I still, I liked his standup it. special very um, much. But the way that you, that you, your interpretation of this film is one that I wish that I had. I wish that when I watched this, I thought like, oh, look at all of these people reacting in humane ways. and in, Watch it again you know, and think about what they're actually revealing to us. You know, and, and I love that in the outtakes, you get to see the other plumbers that they sent to the house and the yeah, way that they reacted. You yeah. get to see like, they did multiple iterations of a lot of these stunts to, get the funniest. to decide which one they wanted. Right. And they went for funny, but they also went for humane in a way mm-hmm. that yeah. I think 
it it should not be disregarded. Watch this, folks. And, and I, if you watch it, think about the reactions they're choosing to reveal to you. Yeah. They're showing you the best of humanity here sure. in some ways that I think deserves credit. I and I don't think that you're wrong is the thing. I don't think that you're wrong. Whereas Sasha Baron Cohen is often showing worst, us yeah. the worst of humanity. For sure. And again, don't think you're wrong. But I just think that when I saw it, in my reading of it, that's not what I got from it, mm. instinctually. What I got was kind of like, oh, I wish that joke was funnier, mm, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, again... These guys, now, I, I think I understand where Carlos is coming from. Listen, and, and I was coming into this, I knew that he was probably not going to like it. Because I had told you, but then watching it again, yeah. I realized where the key, and and I don't think this is probably going to be like a psychiatrist couch moment for Carlos. So he may even want to just shut off, that take off the headphones, not hear what I'm saying. I do right have now. an actual therapist, but I think the <laughs> DJ abuse that goes on towards the end of this film. <laughs> was probably too traumatic yeah. for him to be able to judge He's this in any in sort of PTSD. objective way. Right. Yeah. I mean, like when he sees them throwing the DJ off the stand mm. at the end to take it over with the He's DMX. Like, been there, done that. I think he kind of felt that like, well, this is what happens this. when the crowd pushes that DJ up. So I picked up pals, right? American Solera. I was trying to figure out what that said. I thought it was an I for some reason. I picked this Pice. up. I was like, Pice was like, the, like the egg dying that yeah. pays, right? Isn't it? I, I thought Pice was country. Pice. Trying to figure it out. Uh, I picked this up at the same liquor store that uh, I picked up a couple of, uh, of IPAs from the same brewery. I can't remember the name of it. We'll talk. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. I picked up two IPAs from an Arkansas brewery. I picked this up. Can't wait to hear what that's all about. Yeah, yeah. And in Fort Smith, Arkansas, on the way out of town, I went to a liquor store and said i need some i need i need some beers that i can't get in corpus christi texas and this and the and the proprietor said the the salesman that helped me said for my for my money the best beer in this cooler is american solera's pals so i said are you Sign me are, up. Are, are you bullshitting me because i'm about to purchase it and he said no and I bid, and I brought it to you guys. I've had two of them already. I told you I was eager for you guys to take a taste of it. It's our first trip to American Solera and out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, by itself without the collaboration. What y'all think? Pale ale. We don't do a lot of those on the show. That's true. And I just felt like this beer didn't live up to the sum of its parts. <sighs> um, I just think that it sucks and Asshole. that it's not funny. <laughs> Eric, Andre now tell us what you really can. think. Oh, you guys know my y'all y'all know my shtick at this point. It's almost like a hazy. It like is almost like a hazy. It, 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 it's, it is. No, it's it, not clear. No, it is. It is a hazy, and it's very delicious. Yeah, I that's, thought that's it. That's I, not much more needs to be said about it. Good mouthfeel, great taste. Pale ale is not one that I buy a lot. I don't know why. I've got some kind of prejudice against it. I think I, I'm. I think I'm going to do I mean, a little no, bit of an exploration. I, I, and I'm including myself in that. You take it for granted because usually it is a tier below an ABV, and I think a, a lot of us tend to think like, oh, ABV? You know, until you start pushing out into like six, what? seven, eight ABV. It's a, it's ABV. a tier. It's a oh, it's a tier below. It's a lower ABV. Yeah, than yeah, you're yeah, yeah, looking yeah. Five points. It's I'm like with you. okay, you know, like you, you know, give me a six I'm, or a seven. If I'm going to do something hoppy, at least give me yeah, like that six point five IPA. That that'll do. I'll I'll mess with. But I think that yeah, pa uh, pale ales typically aren't as hoppy clearly as the IPA, which is going for hop hoppy as a keynote Although signature. Although I think brewers are 
playing around, like right the, the double hop. dry hopped version, which sure. is what the, the, I but think with the pale ale yeah. pushes it into that territory that an IPA usually occupies, and I think can do it really well and without incapacitating you. I think sure. there's something to be yeah. gained in embracing the double dry hopped so IPA what you think or d- double dry hopped pale ale. I well, should say he clearly loves it. Right? Oh, I do. I think yeah. it's great. But, yeah. but Joe, I think what David's saying is that. A pale ale is almost a tease. It's like they're tiptoeing in that hoppy territory. But a lot of times us as craft beer drinkers might be like, well, just fucking dive in. Why are you just like waist deep in this water? This is what was fascinating (laughs) to me about this pals when I was drinking it at home alone. Y'all each have at least one more sip in your glass. Take a sip and then tell me, could could you confuse this as an IPA? Sure, yeah. I don't need to take a sip of it. Yeah, absolutely. If somebody handed this to me, Blindfolded, I think I would uh, I would guess a an IPA or a yeah. variant of an IPA. That's why, like the older yeah. I get, the more we do the show, the more we're drinking some of the best beers in the country, around the world, really. Uh, Fourteen countries. This words point. on cans don't often mean that much. Well, you know, I it's, think it's a good guide to whether or not I even want to get into the neighborhood, but. Call this a pale ale and not an IPA. Call that one a this and a that and a that and a this. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of like um, I don't know trying to put genre classifications on certain artists. You know, like there are certain bands that combine elements of funk, of of indie rock, maybe of psychedelia, and it's all wrapped up in this one thing. And it's like, okay, like me as a record store owner, what fucking section do I put this in? Like mm-hmm. Benny sings, David, <laughs> does it go in soul or does it go in rock? I don't know. What it's do a I tough do? Question. What do I do? Classifications. You know, and and I think with when, especially when you're talking about pale ale and India pale ale. I mean, there's a fine line at times between those two things. Yeah. And, and so, uh, just like with genre classifications of music, it's like, who do I think is going to be the most receptive to this? I mean, it's like uh, the weekend isn't a rap artist, right? But I know that he goes in the hip hop section, right? Because the type of people that are looking for the weekend also really like Tyler the Creator, and they also really like all these, you know, Travis Scott and like, you know, proper rap and hip hop artists. And so they're more likely to go looking for the weekend in rap and hip hop than they are in soul and funk. You know yeah. what I mean? And so yeah. with whatever beer you end up coming out with at the end of the brewing process, it's like, okay, well, how do I designate this? You know? And, you know, this one might kind of be antithetical to the point that I was just making, because if you would taste this after brewing it you'd be like oh well we'll just call it an ipa but i it seems to me like they were going for the pale ale yeah. thing and we're just like well this is what we were shooting for well, and, I think it it's, it's, and it's lighter yeah, in ABV, it's more so, for an abv standpoint yeah, yeah giving it, it the imperial or the which is why India i say that pale ales deserve more of our attention because i think that they are more everyday drinker kind of beers versus those ipas which you know i think I've I've seen what we're gonna be doing next week. They you know a seven point two IPA. I mean that's that's hefty. To, it's hefty to, for an IPA. Yeah. David, spoilers. Hey, Joe, we're a spoiler podcast. You oh. know this at this point. Yeah. Well, I might tell a story this week on After Hours that won't even make sense to you until you listen to next week's After Hours <laughs> episode. It's a it's a story from the future. Spoilers. Yeah. Well. As you well know, 
I think the three of us can all agree that the best part about doing this podcast is that the conversation doesn't end when our conversation ends, aka this episode. It continues on social media and on our Patreon, all of those kinds of things. And so I am now going to tell you where you can find all of that stuff. Uh, so we are on Twitter at Beer Movie Show, Instagram at Beer and a Movie, Facebook.com slash Beer and a Movie TX. BeerMoviePodcast.com is really popping off right now, thanks to uh, a one Joe Hilliard. There is uh, a ton of content on there that has been uh, gift-wrapped for you. It has been collected into one place. So you can find all of the best of All Horror October if you're a horror fan. You can find the best of our director-focused episodes, our uh, Stanley Kubrick episode, our Kevin Smith episode, our Richard Linkletter episode, all of that kind of stuff. You can find uh, a list, if you're if you're on the beer side of beer in a movie, of the Five Timers Club, the breweries that have the distinguished privilege of having appeared on this show five times or more. Additionally, you can find uh, this very comprehensive Google map that shows you literally every beer we've ever had on the show. That's more than 400 beers uh, from a number of cities, states, or up to 14 countries at this point. There is a ton to look at there. Carlos, you can see the geographic gaps. You can see the geographic gaps. Uh, you know, we've talked before. Uh, Southwest Utah, 20... I'm talking to you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, you know, in 2020, we tried to uh, knock off all 50 states. And if you remember that, if, you've, if you're a longtime listener, if not, I'll tell you right now, uh, there were a few states we had a hard time getting beers from. Uh, wow. And so you'll see some of that on that map as well. Um, Patreon.com slash Beer Movie Podcast is where you can financially support the show so that we can keep bringing you all the best beer, all the best movies, the best sounding podcasts that we can. $5 a month gets you a bonus episode every single week where, yes, we talk about beer. Yes, we talk about movies. We talk about about so many other things. I have a feeling next week we're going to have a very interesting after hours, but that's just kind of my premonition, sure. uh, you know, uh, I, can seeping in. <laughs> I can feel these things out. Um, and if you listen to last week's episode, we made this big announcement that we finally have merch. And oh. so that is at tpublic.com slash user slash beer in a movie. You can also find it on our website under the merch tab, but you can get shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, crew necks, mugs, notebooks, stickers, uh, all sorts of stuff there. Uh, our good friend Jacob Sazan redid our logo, made us an amazing shirt design uh, that you can find there. I know I have my shirt already. Uh, David's wearing his right now. They're printed on these very high quality belly You wear that shirt every week, David. Uh, every week. And... The mugs are fantastic. Everything that we as a group have received from them uh, has been just of the highest quality. And we're very, very excited after four years almost to finally have some merch that we can offer you. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. That helps the algorithm to put um, our podcast in front of all the beer and movie lovers that it possibly can. Um, and that's really what this is all about, is sharing our love of these two great art forms to the masses. Uh, and I think that... Uh, uh, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good episode. <laughs> Until next time. Penises are actually really tough. <laughs> <laughs>